0: not familiar, if you're here for the first time, what the Soapbox series is about is we actually got a whole wide diversity of speakers to come in and share about what's going on in their heart, what God has been sharing with them, what God's been speaking to them, what they're really passionate about, what really kind of gets them up in the morning that they want other people to know about. And it's been really, really cool, eh? To me, one of the greatest highlights of the series has been we've been able to diversify the voices that we hear. Because what, what happens is... um. Often in places, it's really easy for the microphone to get um, solidified into the hands of a select few, normally people like me, <laughs> which is cool. Like I, I enjoy do what I'm, doing what I'm doing, but there's something really special. Here in a church, we believe that the spirit is not just working in like the fancy paid people that work at a church, but God's spirit, like we just said, can work in each and every one of our lives. And so what's been so exciting about this series is we've been able to diversify the voices and we've heard so many wonderful different angles and ideas and thoughts about God, about the importance of the church, the importance of walking with Jesus for the long term, the importance of not being distracted by every single blip and beep on our phone. It's been cool. That, does, that diversity has helped us to see God more clearly. And it's been one of my favorite things about the series. And so tonight, we're just going to amp that up a little bit bigger in that rather than having one person share, we actually have a collection of people from our community, that feel like God has been speaking to them and God's been putting things on their heart that they're gonna share with us, which is gonna be cool, eh? Yeah, is it you guys excited to hear from each other rather than just me? All right, so a few ground rules. A lot of the people that are coming up haven't necessarily done a lot of public speaking before. So a few ground rules of, hey, there's no failure in here tonight, right? Like, it's fine. We're just family and we're sharing together what we feel like God is saying to us. So if people are coming up, those of you who are coming, chill out. I promise they won't bite. Well, most of them will not bite. Um, yeah, so it's going to be a few, uh, pretty easy. we got a whole bunch of people coming through, a few songs, but my hope is that through tonight, God can do what only God can do, which is take a whole bunch of small stories, a whole bunch of small thoughts, and somehow by his Spirit begin to weave together something of himself that he might show us. That God might be able to speak certain key things to certain people Maybe what you just needed to hear tonight was going to come from someone here that's been terrified and didn't want to share anything, but God used them. Man, isn't that a cool picture of God using the little things? That's what we're going for tonight. And so we've got a collection of people, which should be really exciting. So without further ado, could I invite to the stage Warren Curtis-Smith? Warren, where's Warren? Hey, Warren. All right. Come on over here. We'll get this. You, you can I take that off? You, you, you can do what you want, man. Well, within reason.
1: Hello, hello. Hello, it works. But louder, not sound like God, man. But yeah. <laughs> a bit more echo in my voice. I never knew God was a Kiwi, but that's good to know. Yeah. Oh, um, it's, it's the only pure language.
0: <laughs> no comment. Um, no, no. Cool.
1: A uh, few quick questions for you before yeah, you share.
0: Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, so, what's your name? Why saved. Uh, I hope so.
1: Yeah. Uh, Give it a good go. Yeah. Okay. Cool. What's your name? Warren.
0: Awesome. Where are you from, Warren?
1: Tipuna.
0: Tipuna. Nice. You're local boy. Yeah. Local boy now.
1: Yeah. There you go. Local now.
0: Yeah. Oh, okay. Fair (laughs) enough. And probably the most important question countdown or pack and save?
1: Pack and save. Yeah. There it is. All right, Warren, why don't you share with us what what God's been speaking to you? Thank you very much. Oh, good to be here. And um, I just want to share something that's on my heart. I, I just love to tell other people about Jesus, I love witnessing. And I get a kick out of it. I, I have a lot. Of, I've had a lot of fun over the years, sharing my faith with others. And so I just thought I'd like to um, share a couple of stories with you, just a couple of short ones, and just to show that you, you can have a lot of fun out there telling people about Jesus. One time I was in my van and I pulled up to get some, get, uh, some petrol, and the attendant guy, young fella, came up to me, and he saw my Bible sitting on the front seat of my Van, and he says, as I got out, he said, oh, I don't believe in that stuff. And I said, what stuff? All that God stuff. He says, I oh, don't, don't believe in it. I said, really? I said, I oh, just look around and see the trees, the birds and everything. It's just so beautiful and so complex. And I, I just believe God made it. And then I went to him like this, and I said, but I'll shake your hand. I've never met a man with so much faith. And then I walked off, and, <laughs> and I went in to pay my, pay my account. And as I came out to get in my van again, this guy, the young fellow standing there staring up into the sky. And he said, you know what? I said, what? Perhaps I do believe in God. He says, hallelujah. Good stuff. Hallelujah. It's good fun, isn't it? I was over in the Philippines. I've been over there for some reason. I forget what it was. But anyway, I was over there and I was in this shop. My wife was trying on a top, so I thought, I'll just... um, Say hi to this young fellow behind the counter, you see. Being a Kiwi with the most pure language, as I said, um, I said to this young fellow, I said, how are you today? And he said, I don't want to die. (laughs) (laughs) And so I said, I knew what the trouble was, but I didn't go there. I said, don't you know where you're going when you die? He says, no, I don't. I said, well, there's only two places. One's really good and one's really bad. And he said, oh, I don't believe in hell. And I went, oh, no, no. You mean Jesus got it wrong? And he goes, oh, oh, no, no, no. I wouldn't want to say that Jesus got it wrong. So I said, well, Jesus spoke about hell more than he did about heaven. Did he? I said, yeah. And he's the way, the truth, and the life. He can't tell a lie. If he had, he would have sinned. He couldn't be the perfect lamb of God. He says, perhaps I do believe in hell. I said, you don't want to be there, do you? And he says, uh, no. So I led him to Jesus. Praise God. So you can have fun awesome. sharing your faith. Amen. Awesome. <laughs> I I put that up
0: That's so cool. That's encouraging, eh? Yeah. Yeah. Cool. It's the simple things. So <laughs> never heard that. Never met a man with so much faith. That's a crack up. Um, cool. A few quick questions for you. Um Why couldn't Jonah trust the ocean? Because there was something fishy about it. Uh, Who was the greatest financier in the Bible? No one? Noah. He was floating his stock while everyone else was in liquidation. That one's got a real dark side if you think about it too long. And then uh, last one, but most importantly, where was Solomon's temple located? On his head, nice, someone's clued in. (laughs) Just keeping you on your toes, all right, all right. Um, Next this evening, I'd love to invite Karen Meikle. Karen, are you around? Karen, Karen, nope, no Karen. We love you, Karen. God bless you, Karen. Instead, I would love to invite Ed. Ed, where are you at? Can we say, yay, Ed, (laughs) cool. A tall man. So we'll. I thought I had another two minutes. <laughs> no, nah, there you go. So um, should be on and ready to go. Uh, I think so. Yep. Wh- what's your name? Um, Ed. Ed, and uh, where are you from, Ed? I'm actually from Falcotani. Oh, Falcotani. Oh. No one else. That's cool. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool. And then, really, really important question for you: um, cups in the cupboard, up or down?
2: Definitely up. <laughs> <sighs>
0: where does the water dr- anyway that's okay
2: unless you clean the cupboard all the time and it's nice and clean the cups go up all right there you go ed why don't you share with us i have no problem with the down though if, just in case i'm visiting your house you don't have to like, turn them all up it's coming turn them up um as i've already been, been introduced i'm ed trott um i'd just like to share a little bit um, about who our god is so i'll just get straight into it the heavens that proclaim the glory of god the skies proclaim his glorious, his marvelous craftsmanship. Day after day, they continue to speak. Night after night, they make him known. They speak without sound or word. Their voice is silent in the skies. Yet their message has gone out to all the earth, their words to all the world. When I see a clear night sky or a sunset, I'm always blown away by the majesty of our God. Not only did he create, decide to create the universe, and a size that we can't even begin to comprehend. He made it, as we heard before, breathtakingly beautiful. Our God, our Father in heaven, is more wonderful than we can comprehend. I just want us all to hold on to that thought as I carry on going, because I believe it's really important to understand that, but also really important to understand how much he loves us. He loves us even when we were broken, even when we were separated from Him by our sin. He came down to earth as a man, as Jesus, to die, that we could have a relationship with Him. This massive, mighty God came down that we could have a relationship with Him. The right response to this is obviously worship. Worship our Father God, not only in song, but in every aspect of our lives. Worship Him for how powerful, for how limitless He is, but also worship him for how much he has done for us, for how much he has loved us. And I I truly believe, while this is not always easy, it is the best way to live. If you live like this, you'll have the best life you can possibly live because you'll be living as God designed you to live. You'll be living in the mold that God actually created you to be. So I think I've actually hit my two minutes if my time at the start was right, but I just want to finish on one more thought. If we live like this, we're going to have the fruits of the Spirit in our life. We're going to have love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, gentleness, faithfulness, and self-control. And I think all of us would like to have a life full of love, joy, and peace. So that's me. Thank
0: you. Awesome. Thank you, Ed. It's easy to miss that sometimes, eh? To forget that, you know, God can get, feel like we get caught up in rules and trying to follow him. But actually, the life that God wants us to live is actually the best life that we can live. It's how he made us to live. It's cool. Thank you, Ed. It's really, really good. Um, now, I do have another really important question for you. What excuse did Adam give uh, to his children as to why they no longer lived in Eden? Your mother ate us out of house and home. <laughs> also pretty dark, just includes the downfall of humanity, but worth it for the joke. Uh, how did Moses make his coffee? He brews it. There you go, there you go. And um, very last but most importantly, uh, how do we know that Peter was a rich fisherman? By his net income? His net this is like Christmas crackers. It's great, it's great. You gotta revel with it, come on, guys. Um, would it be awesome, Georgia? Would Georgia be able to join us? Where's Georgia? Georgia. Yeah, there she is. Let's give her a round of applause as she comes up. Yeah, I'm the short one.
3: Yeah, it's a lot taller
0: than you. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. <laughs> All right, hi. Hi. What's your name? Um, I'm Georgia. And Georgia, where are you from?
3: Is this like where we're living or where we were born?
0: You can take it any way you want. Okay,
3: yeah. I was originally born in Mastodon, which yeah. is like in the middle of nowhere. Yeah. Represent. Yeah. <laughs> Do it. That's great.
0: And um, are you, when you're driving or like running, music or podcasts? Music. Mm. Yeah. there you go, still help yeah. with it.
3: I don't even know what really a podcast is, so it's gonna be music. <laughs> I feel old. All right, Georgia, uh, why don't you share? <laughs> So before I became a Christian, I thought that you had to be perfect and follow all the rules and just in general have your life together in order to be considered worthy. However, as I came to have my own faith, I realized that this wasn't true. A church is really just a place where a whole lot of people who are broken come together and meet to acknowledge that they have a need for a savior. Church should be one of the places that we actually feel the safest to talk about the hard stuff that is going on in our lives and have our brothers and sisters in Christ come around us and pray and support us. It is actually okay for us to not be okay all the time. There is nowhere in the Bible where it says, follow me and your life will be a breeze and perfect. It actually says the very opposite. John 16 verse 33 says, in this world you will have troubles, but this is the catch, but take heart, I have overcome the world. For people on the outside, it can look like we are all perfect and that they will never fit in at church because of how broken that they actually are. For about a year, I wanted to get baptized, but felt that I needed to sort my life out um, before I would be enough for God. But a friend helped me to realize that this wasn't true. He wants us to come to him, even if we are broken, so that he can just do life with us and help us to become more like him. We need to talk about the deeper issues in this place so people feel welcome despite the things that might feel wrong in their lives. It is so easy for us to compare ourselves to others. We compare the good parts of others' lives that they share on social media that portrays them as having a great life um, when we look at our own lives and we see everything and that's the good and the bad. I lost where I am. (laughs) Uh... This leaves people feeling broken without knowing everything others have experienced. It's time that we as a group of people drop the masks that we wear every day pretending everything is great, because it can make them feel isolated in the one place that we're meant to feel loved.
0: Come on. Come on. So good, eh? God works through the worst parts of us, not the great parts we try to present. God goes to the deep places, the insecure places, and it's there that his glory really shines. Let's have courage to be that community. Thank you, Georgia. It's really good. Um, I'd like to invite Olivia. Olivia, do you want to come on up? Hi, Olivia. Come on, Olivia. All right. Uh, Olivia, I'll just ask you a few questions, because um, I know you got a little, something want will shift you up. That's, that's probably a good idea. It's a good idea. Hi hi what's your name olivia where are you from
4: um well i was born in the philippines now i'm here
0: awesome cool um coke or pepsi
4: well my dad says both of them's bad for me so i can't tell the difference
0: (laughs) you can't tell the difference it's okay it's coke um that's great uh darren do you want to help olivia get set up Over there at the piano, Olivia is going to be singing a song for us. You can share something over there, but we'll just get you set up. And while she's getting set up, I would like to ask you another really important question. What kind of man was Boaz before he got married? He's ruthless. Ruthless. He's married Ruth. Yeah, that's a good one. Who was the greatest comedian in the Bible? Samson brought the house down. These are really dark. There's so many of these jokes that you're like, ha, <laughs> ha, he killed people. <laughs> Feels like a weird thing to laugh about. So we won't. And uh, Olivia, you're going to sing a song for us, eh? Oh, well,
4: yeah.
0: Yeah. Feel free to share or just sing. You yes. do you.
4: Um, so hi, guys. I'm going to be performing a little bit of a song that I wrote called Fire Starters. And the song, I wrote it for... Well, originally it was for the youth group to really encourage them to like um, really be on fire for God, and um, like in the Bible after Jesus died, the Emperor Nero he like set a fire and he blamed it on the Christians. But I really believe that um, if we like have God's love in our hearts, that if we keep loving on people, then we really can like be the fire started and really start a fire for Him. Yeah. So. Yeah. Well, yeah.
0: That is fantastic. Thank you so much, Olivia. That was so cool. Let's give her one more round of applause. That was so, so cool. So, so cool. Awesome. Only 14. Way better than I was. Uh, (laughs) Um, (laughs) Awesome. Uh, Could I invite JD? JD, our wise, wise old owl. Come on down, let's give him a round of applause. Good day, JD. G'day Colin.
5: G'day.
0: G'day Colin. There
5: you like Good day. Microphone. You like calling?
0: There we go. Uh, what's your name? John. Uh, <laughs>
5: I realise this one's redundant, but we're going to go with it every time anyway. Uh,
0: what's your name is John? Where are you from?
5: Uh, where my mother was on the seventh of January, nineteen forty-three. You're not wrong. <laughs> where was that location? Devonport, Auckland.
0: There you go. England. Cool. And um, I'd actually quite like to know uh, countdown or pack and save? Come
5: on. I should say countdown because I used to manage for them when I had a last job <laughs> a long time ago. But, uh, but pack and save is, is more fun. There you go. You pack
0: and you save. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Awesome. JD, why don't you share with us?
5: Thank you. Right, can we put the first slide on? We have. Yes. To hear some folks talking about God and their relational connection, it seems like that God is constantly coming or going. And when we assemble for public worship, this is not an attack on song leaders, it's just attack on anybody that's paranoid. <laughs> but uh, when we assemble for public worship, we s- so often invite God to come, and we-, we ask him to come. Should he come, where does he come from? Has he left since the last time he came? <laughs> Did he leave us or did we leave him? Too often it seems that God is uh, inspirationally invited and yet attitudinally dismissed by our life. We invite him. We're inspired to invite him. And yet uh, as I walk my life, it would seem that my attitudes and insights have dismissed the presence of the God that I invited. Now we do one of these things. Voila. Excuse me. <laughs> Didn't want to get excited about the wrong slide. <laughs> one of my uh, life interests has been uh, theology. Theology. And theology simply is the contemporary outworking of what we believe. And it's a task we keep doing and doing and doing again. It's not set in concrete, but it's revealed in flesh in the humanity of Jesus. And it's worked out in our own humanity and our own life. So where does God, where does he come from? Can we just, you can see that, I can see that. Let's say it together. If you're embarrassed, shut your eyes and read it. <laughs> I do have some Irish ancestry. Right, so let's give it a go. God is a circle whose centre is everywhere and circumference nowhere. Right, let's try it again, but this time let's make a circle. So get your circle makers out. Right? Ready? God is a circle whose centre is everywhere and circumference Nowhere. This uh, philosopher mentioned there worked this out years ago. I wish I'd worked it out, and yet I'm still trying to work it out. Because of the greatness and size of God and the wonder of God, something about the thought is a circle is we know there's a center, all right? And we have a circumference, we, we learnt that at school, we learnt that playing with our compasses. Remember those things? Just stick them in in the in in desk, make a hole. I used to once stuck them in the butt of the guy next to me. <laughs> Seemed a good idea at the time, so I, <laughs> I was putting out my hands while the teacher counted six. <laughs> but we're familiar with the circle. Yeah? And, Think about it this way. God is a circle whose center is everywhere. That means when we think we're getting to the edge of the expanse of God, we are still at the center. Aha. Press button. Voila. David put it this way for us tonight. He said, if I ascend to heaven, you are there. If I make my bed in Sheol, Behold, you are there. If I take the wings of the dawn, if I dwell in the remotest part of the sea, even there your hand will lead me and your right hand will hold me. He went on to say, darkness and light are like to you. They're the same to you. One of the passions of my heart is encountering the God that encounters me, to live in his presence. And David is saying, Just like our circle statement, he's saying, if I go to heaven, you're there. If I go to hell, you're there. By the way, there is some scripture on that, but it's another $50 to find out. (laughs) You're there. Darkness and light are alike. Folks, God can't leave us. He is nowhere to go because he's already there. He's omnipresent, he's present everywhere, but he's not just present everywhere, he is immense. God is not contained by space, but space, whatever that means, exists within him. He is within it and beyond it. God does not merely walk with us as person in Trinity. He lives within us, but he is not contained by us. The Trinitarian God lives within us and we live in him. You know what that simply means? God doesn't trust you and I by ourselves.
0: That was awesome. I love that. eh? God is a circle whose center is everywhere and whose end is nowhere. There's nowhere we can go where he cannot find us because he's already there. And I love that last statement, but he doesn't trust us to be alone. Gosh, that's so true. is <laughs> so true. Um, Paul, can I invite Paul to come up and share with us? Come on, Paul. Come on, Paul. All right. Hi. What's your name? Paul.
6: Paul. Paul.
0: There you go. It's for the <laughs> online viewers. And, yeah. Where are you from?
6: Uh, just down the road.
0: Ah, that's handy. And um, now, Paul, when you shop online, do you go into a real store? Oh no,
6: don't do online.
0: Ah. Oh no, you need that face-to-face <laughs> contact.
6: Yeah. yeah oh, yeah. awesome. Otherwise, we'd be doing church online, wouldn't we?
7: <laughs>
6: Take it away. <laughs> right. Um, I was just going to share a little bit about um, meeting Jesus and. Um, and uh, I came to know him as as my personal saviour at the age of uh, 29, and I just want to tell you a little bit about that story. Um, I didn't grow up in a Christian home, although I came from sort of a religious home, but it certainly wasn't practising Christian. And um, I was on a small farm in the king country, and this bulldozer driver came to do some work there. And uh, during the time he was there, he said he was a Christian. And I said, well, his name was Ron. I said, well, Ron, that's no big deal. We live in a Christian country and most people are Christians here. And he said, well, I don't see it quite like that. He He said, I believe the Bible is the written word of God. And in there, it says that everyone has sinned and separated themselves from God and that Uh, If we want to have a relationship with God, we have to ask him for the forgiveness of our sins. He said, God never separated himself from man, but man separated himself from God through sin. And he said, if you want your sins forgiven, you just pray a short prayer. Ask the Lord Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of all your sins. Commit your life into his hands and ask him to come and take control of your life. He said, if I'm telling you a load of nonsense, nothing will change. But if I'm telling you the truth, he said, your life will change and uh i didn't say anything to him because i i actually didn't have any time for religious people of any kind at the time and so i just never made a comment to him at all but i went off to bed that night and i was thinking about all this and i just thought man if there is because he he explained that there was a place called heaven and a place called hell and i thought if what ron is saying is true well i sure didn't want to go to hell so i just thought i'd pray that that prayer so I prayed that prayer that he said Lord Jesus I ask you for the forgiveness of all of my sins I commit my life into your hands I ask you to come and take control of my life and immediately from the top of my head through my whole body to the ends of my feet I was just on fire and it was an intense heat that went right through my body and I'm lying on my back thinking what is going on here like I'm thinking logically completely with this intense heat going through my body and that passed and then this most amazing peace came into my body, came in waves and I'm thinking, the Lord Jesus, he's in the room with me and this is coming from a person who was not religious at all, I could feel this tangible presence in the room around me, it was was an amazing, I'd never felt anything like it in my life, it was an amazing peace that... Went right through me as well, and I finally went to sleep. And when I got out of bed the next day, I was a different person. And I I was, it was like the, when I got up, the sun was like brighter, the birds sang louder, the grass was greener. It was just like there'd been a paradigm shift in my perspective of of the world. And um, I never, told Ron what had happened to me, but I, it was interesting. I had never felt so clean in all my life. It was an amazing experience. He left that day, and he turned up about a week later, and he brought a, a, a Bible with him. And he said, I think it would be a good idea if you read the New Testament. And we had a cup of tea, and off he went again. And I started reading the New Testament right away, and it just absolutely gripped me. It, I couldn't put it down. I read the whole of the New Testament in less than a week. And it was just absolutely transformed my life as well. And I went from being totally morally bankrupt to just having this life-changing experience. Now, over the years, now that happened when I was 29, so it's going back a few years now. And over the years, my walk with the Lord has been like up and down, up and down, up and down. I think a lot of people experience that as well. And so why I'm telling you this tonight is that I met the Lord Jesus. I didn't see him, but I certainly felt his presence. He's very, very real. And when I'm going through those valley periods in my life and I'm thinking, I, you know, is this all real? Or, you know, maybe I've just been conned into something that's just nonsense. I go back to that very night and I think about that and I thought, no, no, that was a real experience. So I just want to encourage everybody. When you're going through those valley periods and, and you walk with the Lord that he is real, and just as John said, he's everywhere, he's all around us, we can't escape him, and um, just hang in there during those valley periods, because you will go through Every everybody goes through those valley periods in their walk with the Lord, and I just want to encourage everybody just to hang in there, and you'll end up on that higher plane again. So that's it. Thank you, Paul. Mm. That's powerful,
0: eh? It's just before we move, let's not rush away from that. That story probably resonates with so many of us here because it's, in many ways, it's our story too. And it's so easy to forget those first moments we had with God. It's so easy to forget them, but we have to hold on to them because that's our treasure. Those are our moments with God that we look back on. And if you haven't had those, don't worry, you're not like a lesser Christian or anything. But Be encouraged. To know that God is real and is working. And even in those little moments, God can be there. Thank you, Paul. That was really powerful. Um, well, to close out this evening, really excited, can I invite Pauline? Where's, yeah, Paul. where's Pauline? Yeah, there you are. Come on. This is so exciting. This is so, <laughs> exciting. so, hi. Oh, what's your name? Pauline. Where are you from? Oh, howie Oh, howie Oh, that's exciting. Yeah. And... Um, <laughs> might as well be um coke or pepsi
8: neither
0: Ooh. you guys are so healthy <laughs> it's so weird music or podcasts
8: uh, podcasts
0: okay countdown or pack and save?
8: and save
0: online shopping or in the real store both oh cups in the cupboard up or down i've
8: asked my husband um,
0: down. was that, was that they're, down? They're down? He does the dishes. He's a wolf. <laughs> he does So, my husband is the answer. Yeah. Fantastic. Well, Pauline, yeah. we're also we're so excited to hear what you have to share with us.
8: Okay. Hi everybody. Um, I'm married with four children. Um, I'm still a baby Christian. I um, so all of this is, is pretty new. The Bible's pretty new to me. Um, before giving my life to Christ, I thought that the word surrender um, was about giving up. I thought it was about having a punishment, um, like going without something, something you had to do. It was. Um, I saw it in a very negative connotation. But um, when I was saved, I see surrender very differently. Um, surrender is about giving up. It definitely is. But... It's something that I've been able to do. I get to do. I get to surrender. I get to give away things that um, I I don't need to hang on to. Surrender is a gift. um, A gift because God's grace is over our life. Um, It's a gift He offers. And the and the beautiful side to surrender is that you can give away all the things, all the burdens, all the fears, all the worries. I was going to do this, um, and you exchange it. You exchange it for joy, and and happiness. <laughs> this is happiness, believe it or not. Um, and and you exchange it for peace and understanding. And you exchange it for freedom. You you really do. Um, I have to wipe my eyes. Um, in the Bible, uh, in Luke nine twenty three, um, it says. Um, when he told them they could expect what they could expect for themselves, anyone who intends to uh, come with me has to be led. You're not in the driver's seat. I am. Don't run from suffering. Embrace it. Follow me and I'll show you how self help is no help at all. Self sacrifice is the way. It's my way to finding yourself, your true self. What good would it do if you get everything you want and lose yourself? The real you. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) Um, Surrender's got layers for me. It's a journey. Um, God understands that I'm full of sin and letting go isn't easy as it sounds. Um, We can feel vulnerable. Um, And it's also a test. Um, I I believe that it's a test for me Um, but God's faithful to that test. Um, he's, he's not going to give me more than I can handle. He's <laughs> doing crazy things like this. Um, for me, my walk is a daily surrender. Um, sometimes it's surrendering the little things. And sometimes it's surrendering the big things. Mostly the little things. Um, it's a daily acknowledgement of that change. And I'm... <sighs> I'm not in charge. Jesus is. I'm not alone. I've got the Holy Spirit living within me. And I know nothing, but God is all knowing.
7: That
0: That was so good, eh? So good. That simple reminder. Because often surrender we think of as a negative thing. Eh? Like, oh, I got to give up. This is bad. This is something negative. But Pauline's right. The way the Bible always talks about surrender is actually it's, it's freedom. It's all the things that we cling on to so desperately because we think we need them. We feel safer with them and we can't let them go. Can't let them shine out into the light of day. Jesus says, actually, just let go of those things. Give them to me. In its place, we get peace, we get hope, we get a companion that walks alongside of us, and we get a community that we get to journey with in the steps of that struggle, eh? Surrender is not a negative thing, surrender is a step towards freedom and hope. Thank you. Um, if I can uh, invite Grace and the team uh, back up, have you been encouraged? It's been really encouraging, eh? So many different thoughts, so many different voices, yet somehow God is doing only what God can do, and he's able to weave those things together. I'd encourage you, before we move on and before we just jump into the song, I actually want us to take a few minutes to just sit and reflect. We've had a lot of thoughts, but there have been so many things for us to pick up and take away. And I think for each of us, there's something that we can reflect, and if we wait and pause, there's going to be something that God remind us of grace started this evening by saying god help us to be more aware of your presence help us to be more aware of what you're speaking and so before we sing let's take a moment to reflect on what we've heard to give space for god to speak because somewhere in the midst of what god shared today through our community there's something he wants to say to you maybe it's about surrender Maybe it's an encouragement to share your faith with other people, how simple that could be. Maybe it's an encouragement to be real, a passion to reignite the fire in your life, to remember the story of where God led you. I don't, I don't know what it is. There's so much treasure that was shared tonight. So as the team plays, can you just put, just do some music again, probably just for a couple of minutes, and we'll just have a space to reflect and listen what God might be saying to you. And then in a few minutes, we'll close with one last song. Does that sound all right? I just don't want us to rush through if God is speaking to us, eh? So let's take a few minutes to pause and reflect and listen. Jesus, I thank you for what you're doing amongst us as a community. God, I thank you for your voice that speaks through us, through through the one another, through each one of us here. And God, I've been so reminded tonight with each person who came up, Lord, you have just such a rich history with us. We, your people that have journeyed with you through the highs and the lows, through difficulties and pain and shame, but God, you've been with us in the midst of that. Thank you for your presence here with us. And like J.D. said, we thank you that you never actually left. God, I pray that you would speak to us and if there's something from tonight that you want us to think of, that you want us to hold on to, that you want us to walk away with, I pray that you'd lay that on our hearts right now. Spirit, make us aware and help us hear what it is you have to say to us. Let's just take a few moments to reflect.